Hey Blanche, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm feeling pretty well, thank you. And and you? You know, it's a little hard to hear you. I think you have a little static on your end. Do you think, should we just meet in the living room? <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Maybe the closer we get, the hotter it is for us to understand each other. <laughs> we haven't been this close in a year, right? Yeah, so surprise! Yeah, we... what, a nice, what a nice treat it is to have to be able to see you as well as be able to talk to you for a change. Yeah, so... And look at your beautiful face. So, we'll look at half my face. Because... Uh, oh, that's right. The rest is covered with a mask. Is so is mine. Yeah, I what could a... have a big mole underneath. You, you don't even know. <laughs> well, gee, that that really lets us off the hook, doesn't it? We can, we don't have to wear makeup. We don't have to wear <laughs> lipstick. Oh, yeah. And we're very accepting of each other under these circumstances, right? I I could have horrible breath. You would never know. <laughs> well, in that case. Um, I think maybe we should keep our masks on, right? That's true. So, yeah. uh, full disclaimer, uh, Blanche and I are together at my mom's house in Connecticut, and we are practicing social distancing and being safe with our masks on. So, it might be a little hard to hear us this episode, so just bear with us if we're a little more muffled than usual well, well i'll try and edit it the best i can and we're being and we're being very uh good about following the rules and regulations of the governor of this state right that's true yes so give us credit <laughs> give us credit for being such good citizens right <laughs> uh so rebecca you know i it, it's strange i mean Talking to you over the phone, it seems so easy to think of, um, well, I don't know, we just got off on a tangent and, and uh, it was so easy to uh, have uh, a little uh, chat with you. But somehow seeing you, I mean, I'm so conscious of uh, looking, at you, <laughs> looking at you with your mask. <laughs> that I'm, I'm feeling a little self-conscious. <laughs> I'm feeling a little self-conscious. Does that mean that, that the further away... <laughs> the further away you are from somebody, the better it is? <laughs> uh, uh, noted. Noted. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Yiddish and Chill with your hosts, Rebecca and Blanche. These are quarantine coffee talk conversations where we're going to break down one Yiddish word of the day. So I'm just going to apologize for all the background noise because Blanche and I are currently recording in the living room and our family is not respecting us for the big podcast machers that we are. We asked them to be quiet for a couple minutes as we record, but um, I guess they don't recognize us as celebrities or anything. So. They'll be sorry. <laughs> so One you, day. 
see. Uh, one day we'll be back. <laughs> one day we'll be back. Yeah, so you we'll you also back. might hear my family in the background uh, making coffee and eating snacks. So the two partners in crime are back together. Bonnie and Clyde, Lucy and Ethel, Laverne and Shirley, Rebecca and Blanche, together under one roof. Last night, we decided to do one of our favorite things, which is watch a Broadway musical. And of course, we couldn't watch it in person, but we downloaded Disney Plus and watched Hamilton. And it was just absolutely, absolutely stunning. The whole evening was such a joy, such a joy. And uh, in spite of the fact that we'd already seen the original on Broadway, it was even more of a wonderful experience just seeing it again. And, and the dancing is so exquisite. So in watching Hamilton, we were like, we were thinking and brainstorming, how can we incorporate, if we had to pick a Yiddish word to represent Hamilton, what would that be? So I have one and Blanche has one. And the first thing I thought of was, this is a whole musical, a whole production about men who think they're big machers. So the term macher means it's a person who gets things done, a powerful, influential person, kind of a big shot. How would you define the term macher? Well, it, Hamilton was all of these things that you just described, but I also have another word that also would be appropriate, and it's and I don't know if I have the correct pronunciation, but it's Farbrenter. And it means someone who burns with enthusiasm and who's impulsive. And all of this describes Hamilton. I mean, both, I think both words would be applicable. And um, so I think we could put both of them together and, and uh, it would in some, in briefly describe this wonderful human being so talented okay um so blanche can you tell us the definition one more time what's how do you pronounce that word fabrente fabrente so f someone who burns with enthusiasm and is impulsive impulsive yeah that really is the definition of Hamilton, Absolutely, huh? absolutely. So macher is a pretty popular Yiddish term, and you can use it literally or maybe a little sarcastically if you want to make fun of someone who thinks they're a big shot. Exactly, exactly. And uh, the whole uh, group around Washington, they just kept competing with each other and they wanted to be recognized, and they wanted Washington to use them as his right-hand man, and so they kept competing with each other. An example of that was Burr and Hamilton, you know, going at each other with a gun, right? Yeah, 
So they were typical machas. I mean, they all competed with each other because they wanted, they were so anxious to uh, be, you know, recognized and be a part of history. It was exciting to see how this little coterie of men who were so dedicated and loyal and dedicated to our country, and, but at the same time, Powerful very and egotistical and wanted to get the recognition for contributing. Can you think of anyone current day, like current state, is there anyone In you, politics? when you think of big machers, uh, and it, I mean, it can be used literally, you can say it as a, someone who really is a big deal, someone who's very influential and powerful. Well, you can use, it depends upon your attitude, I mean, you can use it for someone who's a, a very unpleasant person and who's not really making a big contribution, and you can also use it for someone who's making a positive contribution. It depends upon the situation and your attitude. And right now, uh, who would you think was the a big macha? I think he, when I think of using it present day, I would think of someone buying, maybe someone buying a brand new BMW, a really fancy car, and rolling into a party, and you could say, oh, look at this big macher over here with their fancy schmancy uh -huh. car. Uh -huh. um, uh, yeah, they're being very critical or, or envious, either one, you know. Um, but it also can be used, I guess, in a positive way. I mean, someone who's uh, built a, a wonderful uh, museum for... Uh, Oh, that's true. Maybe someone who's very modest. Um, maybe you're at a party and you point out uh, so-and-so who's very modest and you can say, oh, you know, he's actually a really big macher in his field. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and made a big contribution to society. That's true. Yeah. But I think in general, though, it's mostly used in a kind of a cynical way. Yeah. You know, rather than a complimentary way. Yeah. Definitely. My, when I'm thinking of not just Hamilton, but all of the founding fathers that are represented, Blanche and I, we clearly, we love Hamilton and another person we love. I think we have actually talked about him in an earlier episode when using, when describing what, who a mensch is, is Lin-Manuel and I have a couple fun facts about him. Lynn was part of a Jewish a cappella group in college called the Mazel Tones. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. That, I, I, is that something that he was very young? In college. Oh, in college. So he was already creative. Yeah. He'd already become, well, he already showed that he was a creative person. <sighs> If, yeah. if he started that young. Well, that's fascinating. And We're talking about the writer, composer, and actor of Hamilton. Yes. And his name is Lynn Manuel. Yeah, Lynn Manuel. Lynn, oh, see, we didn't pronounce it the same way. <laughs> Lynn <laughs> Manuel and Manuel. Manuel and I said Manuel. <laughs> Manuel. 
So there you are. So when so you notice that when we're talking about Yiddish words, that you have to take it with a grain of salt. That we don't always necessarily pronounce it correctly because we're in the process of learning ourselves. Okay. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We're waiting for someone to correct us. We keep saying every episode, someone yeah, send, give uh, us some constructive feedback. Some... Mohammed, where are you? You should be <laughs> correcting us. Yes, Mohammed, we need you to come back on another episode. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now that you have to include. <laughs> so another fun fact about Lynn Manuel, just kidding, Lynn Manuel, he loves Fiddler on the Roof and he sang L'Chaim from Fiddler on the Roof at his wedding and we love this video so much I'm going to include the a clip I'm going to include the YouTube link in the episode description everyone needs to drop what they're doing and watch it right after this but it's just a beautiful rendition of L'Chaim he did it as a surprise um, with his father and his father-in-law and all the groomsmen and um, bridesmaids. And it was so, just so good. So I didn't know that. Oh, that's a great idea. You're going to include it as a uh, clip at the end of the uh, podcast yeah. so people can hear it? Yeah. Uh, what, we, my goodness, you're really, you're really doing society a big favor to <laughs> to expose them su to such beautiful um, you know it's it, well there's a lot of sentiment beautiful sentiment in it isn't it because it's <clears throat> many generations it's you know it's that's included in this song right yeah it's the father it's the son it's children it's it's a wonderful thing because it's the whole family and it's a very um, very warm and embracing kind of feeling that leaves you with. A good friend of mine from the FIDF organization, Friends of Israeli Defense Force, uh, Josh Greenberg, he sent me, he knows I love Hamilton, he sent me a YouTube link of Cantor Ozzy Schwartz, who is a cantor in Park Avenue Synagogue in New York City, and he's singing a rendition of Adon Olam in the tune of You'll Be Back. <laughs> yeah, which is one of the famous songs from Hamilton, and it's just amazing, and it's in Hebrew. He sang it in Hebrew, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, last night was just a, a memorable night. I mean, as far as music is concerned, it, and voices, they were not only the uh, voices in uh, Hamilton, but also this um, cantor that was singing it. I just, I mean, I must look that up when I get back to New York, because I'd like to hear that again. Yeah. Yeah, it was just fantastic. The last thing I wanted to chat about is Blanche had her first Trader Joe's experience today. Oh, oh listen. That's another podcast. I mean, that, that I have a lot to talk about on that. 
So let's include that on the next podcast, okay? Our top noshes at Trader Joe's. Absolutely, can be we'll do a whole podcast a on that. Okay, that's a wonderful idea. All right, and we'll introduce people to uh, Trader Joe's who've never been there, like I wasn't. Yeah, I mean that was really a quite an eye opener, quite a wonderful experience. And particularly uh, enjoying the food, uh, you know, after we got home. Anyway, let's include that in the next part. I think okay, we did that sounds good. I don't think we should add on to this. So um, it's something entirely different. To sign off, I'd, I'd just like to say to our listeners, you'll be back. I applaud you. I applaud you. That's a wonderful ending. That's a wonderful ending. I'm applauding you. Can you do the da da da? No. Because I I I'll be out of tune. You can do it, but I'll be out of tune.